<laughs> a little too much. A little too much. <laughs> you are now locked into the Preachers' Podcast. We're here to free the real of the transitional struggles Christian women face. We will be better and do better. Welcome, everybody. Hi. As you can see, Hello. we're back with another guest. I can't lie, I'm starstruck again, guys. <laughs> oh my gosh, Kenya, yeah. not again, please. <laughs> we're, we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. give you some minutes to, to get yourself back together. We are doing another episode of celebrating Black excellence, and obviously, we had to get the lovely Deborah Chosen, who is always sprinkling gems on the timeline, just empowering us to really push through our process our struggle, everything. So today we wanted her to join us, just hear what the great things she's doing in her life and just inspire you. Um, but before we zoom in, we're going to introduce ourselves and Deborah, we're going to take you through our, our usual guests' um, fire questions. Um, but before, um, So to start, you have myself, Roslyn. Myself, Kenya. Um, and then you have Abby Soye. Excellent. Cool. Okay. So, um, oh, which one should we do first? Are we are we going to do a fire round or did you do you know what I sprang this up on Sinead the last episode? You know that whole um stru- the transitional struggle thing. I just yeah. I sprung it up. On her, but do you, do you ladies do you think we should do the same? Oh, of course, of course. But oh. I think maybe I think maybe we can start with the the fire round questions to kind of get you relaxed and comfortable and then um you can have some time to think about your transitional struggle that you want to share with us okay no problem okay so who's doing the questions um do you want to do it this time yeah go for it yeah oh okay i you know what we're looking at each other but i don't know who we're looking at (laughs) so (laughs) obviously like i don't know who that year was for but i'm now getting it was for me so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right okay deborah are you ready yeah ready as i ever be let's go okay so first question you've got you can't hesitate as well no hesitation okay gotta be okay cool. like speed. Okay. speed okay here we go hot drink or cold drink cold drink favorite bible version esv Ooh. Hmm, okay Okay. ESV slash New King James, but anyways, yes. <laughs> okay. Last person you called. I don't call anyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so bad. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, my boyfriend. Okay. Ooh. Some tea. Um, <laughs> athletic or dad bod? Athletic. Yeah. Dad bod, yeah. <laughs> Really Makeup on also what did you say? No, I just said not really my bag. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> makeup or no makeup? To be honest, no makeup. No makeup. Yeah. I like the idea of just natural skin glowing and not needing it and feeling good. Yeah. It's happened to it. Amen. Me too. My skin right now. That's all tapping why the streets are hard. Um if you had a superpower, what would it be? So I've thought about this a lot. It would actually be, I don't know if any of you guys used to watch Burner's Watch. 
um, or have heard of it. Okay, I'm HMS. <laughs> but basically, I'd be able to control time. <laughs> so with the, what happens in Bernard's watch is he has a watch, he's able to pause, fast forward, replay, all that kind of stuff, time. I would be able to pause time, fast forward it, all of that kind of stuff, because I, yeah, I just want to be in control in that way. <laughs> like Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Okay, wigs or braids? Braids, but I wish my edges would like them. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Then again, my edges don't like wigs either. My edges don't like anything but to just be left. So. <laughs> Let me be. <laughs> Mum jeans or skinny jeans? Mum jeans. Okay, and the final question. I hope you know the last person, but Mike Todd or Charles Stanley? Not gonna lie, don't know the last one. I knew you wouldn't. It's what it's one of the is that, he's he so like old. old school preacher. Yeah, he's old. Yeah, that's that's abs abs. Um, that's my your favorite. He's <laughs> my favorite. But maybe Mike Mike Todder or Bishop T D James. I was gonna say, but they're kind of. The but same I, I thought, I, yeah, they're kind yeah. Of I don't think they're that different. Um, I was gonna say Benny. Well, yeah. Mike Todd then. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good. Who, Mike Todd and who? Mike Todd or, or versus anyone. Oh, I was going to say Benny. Benny. Is that, is that his last name? I feel like I'm not saying it right. Is it, is it him? Him? It what? is. It is. Someone said it with a him. It is him. Yeah. Benny. So go for Mike Todd. Yeah. So go for Mike Todd. Well done. That's the end. How did you find that? It's all right. Warms you up. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It, it's it's quite nice that it's so interesting when you hear um the one that always like intrigues me is the the drink one. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sinead said hot drink, and I thought with me that's it's a seasonal thing. Like mm-hmm. uh-huh. if we were in cold right now, I would have said hot. But hands down, like cold is my go-to drink. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm hot drink every time. Are you? Do you like teas, coffees, all of it? Teas, coffees, teas, all of it. Okay. okay. See, I'm one of those weird people that doesn't like coffee and I also don't like tea. I only like herbal teas. So, okay. Oh, for me, yeah, yeah. I'm an anomaly. It's weird. I don't do coffee, but. Well, you like the herbal tea, so we'll allow you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I can be gang. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> then, shall we go back then to your transitional struggle? Sure. Yeah. Time to think. Okay, so the question is really a transitional struggle this year. Oh. It can be any. Any, any. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. <laughs> you know, when you feel someone asks this question, you feel like, oh my life, I had to fight. Like, which struggle <laughs> should I give you? So, so a lot of it's been a struggle. Um, okay, probably the first one that comes to mind is yeah okay it's actually a few years ago um I think the year was 2016 um this year basically I had lost my job um for background information by the way my background currently is marketing social media that's kind of what I've been doing since I graduated so I was in this job everything was going great whatever I lost the job so what happened was I basically went from not having the job to still looking for a job a year later so I had a year of just struggle a year of 
basically no money, a year of just constant no's. And in that year, I remember I was just crying out to God so, so, so badly for a breakthrough, fasted everything, everything. Sorry, for context, um, I live in Birmingham currently, this is where my family live as well. And at the time I was living in Birmingham, but I'd always just known I had this desire to move to London, right? So imagine it's like the worst year of your life and all I want is a job and all I want is for it to be in London as well. And I remember crying and praying and I would just always get a no. And I remember the day when things kind of shifted for me was um, I was praying to God about it. And I remember he said to me basically, now is not the time for me to take you to London because if I'm if you move right now, you're going to make an idol of, of your location because at the time, full transparency, I was just very displeased, uh, uncomfortable, um, very discontent with where I was in terms of my environment. I was very discontent with home life. I was discontent with Birmingham. I was like, this is dead. Where's all my friends? Like, I want to do this. I want to... Essentially, when I look back, it was probably FOMO in overdrive. Um, but I was so set on thinking this was the right time. And then God just humbled me and he gave me the scripture. Um, I think it's Philippians 4.12, where it basically says, um, I've learned to be content, basically, whether, whether in need or whether I have everything, mm. I've learned to be content. And what I took away from that, it was hard, but what I took away from that was until I become content with my current situation and where I am, God's not going to move me to the next. Mm. Um, and that's exactly what happened. Um, so it's, ironically, it was as soon as I began to be comfortable and happy and content with Birmingham, that God was like, here you go, here's a new job. It was like my dream job in London. And it was, it was beautiful because it was in his time. Um, and I was able to transition. I was able to move to London not putting all my my joy, my peace, my everything into this change of location because God had changed my heart on the inside. So it just kind of showed me, you know, oftentimes like we think a destination is like our ticket, you know, it's over there or it's over there where my joy is, where my peace is. And it's always on the inside of you. And until it's on the inside of you, it doesn't actually matter where you go. Um, so yeah, that was, that was like a bite-sized version of just a year in my life that was just transitionstruggle.com basically but yeah I'm, I'm here now and I really thank God he did it at the time he did it because when I look back and I think had he had given me the move when I wanted it yeah I probably would have moved very much like I just I would have just been like yeah again again this is me I'm in London I'm just doing you know? like but by the time I moved I was like it's not that deep I'm just here to work and see my friends and and you know I love God and yeah so yeah, I think that's probably one that comes to mind, but I have plenty. <laughs> if we sat down for a while, trust me, guys, I've got stories, but yeah, that's the one that comes to mind. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Would you, um, so just out of interest, was that around the time that you started um, um, TTV or is it, was that, it, were you doing something like that before? Yeah, so it was in that year, in that year of, you know, not having the job. And actually, if I really remember, I also went through a breakup at the time. And it's one of those breakups where, like, at the time I thought my world was going to end. Looking back now, I'm very much fine. <laughs> but at the time I was like, oh my God, no job, no man, no nothing. Um, but every, it, it felt like everything was falling apart. Um, and I was dealing with some stuff in my family in regards to health-related troubles as well. Um, and it was during that time when I felt like I, I needed to see stories of black women who have gone through things and triumphed, basically. Mm. Who didn't just, suddenly I started craving not just to see like successful women, but like, what's your story? Like, how did you get there? 
what did you go through? Basically, tell me your, <laughs> you know, like tell me the real in what it actually takes to go through the process. Um, and I remember back then, what I would do is I'd gravitate a lot towards. Um, I find that a lot of American women, their stories are out there. So I don't know if you guys know about like the Mylik Teals, um, who is the founder of Curlbox. Um, I was really obsessed with this girl called Ngozi, who used to do. Well, she still does hair called Heat Free Hair. I was just drawn to all these like American founders and business women and entrepreneurs. And I was like, where's our stories? <laughs> like, where are black women doing big things from the UK? Because this was before, you know, most of us had like caught onto podcasting in such a huge yeah. way here in the UK. And um, so that's when the idea came to me. And I began, like, I had the name straight away and I began planning things. I actually recorded a pilot um, introduction. I reached out to a couple of people and it kind of just never really happened because I talked myself out of it. Um, fear. I had its wicked way <laughs> at the time and I was like yeah I'm, I'm gonna not do this someone else will do it it's okay someone else will do it <laughs> and um that that process from like 2016 really where I had the idea to I think 2018 where I actually finally launched the podcast is a story in itself but um in essence there was a lot of unlearning fear unlearning self-limiting beliefs i had to get out of my own way basically in order to be able to birth it but yeah ttp was definitely born in that season yeah so let's maybe go back a bit so if let's say if somebody's listening and they they haven't heard of you before um and haven't heard of ttp like what what would you say how would you explain what you do today um and the platform that you have sure so it's a funny question isn't it because when someone's like who are you what do you do you're just like, who, who is she <laughs> who is she <laughs> literally i'm like who am i um but in essence um at the heart of everything i'm a lover of words um before anything Ooh. else so i i often look through I look through kind of the different things I've done in life, whether it was my podcast or the YouTube channel, or I used to, I used to do spoken word, not a lot of people know that. Um, that's actually how I started on YouTube. And I just look at like my journey and I realized that one of the threads through it has been words, basically using words to help other people or inspire other people. It's just taken on different shape, shapes, you know, in different seasons. Um, so at the heart of it, there's that. Um, but also I'm someone that is incredibly passionate about healing through conversations. I'm very, very passionate about getting into someone's full story. Um, one of my dreams when I was in university or my original plan when I was in university was actually to become a clinical psychologist because I'm really big on unpacking like the process and, and understanding like why we do what we do. And when I think about what I do now through the podcast, a lot of that is even within, you know, the way that I interview and whatnot. So everything's kind of just culminated to make me a person who's today a speaker um by god's grace um podcast host of course of trust in the process um and trust in the process in essence what that is is it's the show that celebrates black women doing big things you know that's that's the way i put it ultimately it's, it's about championing black women telling their stories of success but telling the full story like at mm. the heart of it that's what I'm, I'm all about you know we all hear the term like highlight reel and um, that instagram can be right and it's super easy to just see someone's highlights and it's super easy to believe that that's all there is to a story um but yeah through the podcast my goal is basically to just tell the full story and 
And so there's that. And then another element of what I do, I'm, I write as well still, like I said, lover of words. So that comes through. So I write through a weekly newsletter, which is the TTP newsletter, which is basically my personal space where I, I share my journey and how I'm trusting my, my own process week on week, whether it's faith, whether it's fear, fear is a common one, whether it's knowing that I need to rest more, God speaking to me about rest, forgiveness, whatever the case may be, it, that's just my safe space to do that. Um, and amazingly, people want to tune into that, which is great. Um, so yeah, in essence, I'm, I'm a bit of everything, but ultimately speaker, writer, and a lover of people and super, super passionate about black women and us being the best versions of ourselves through having real and honest conversations. Yeah. So what would you, um, how do I put this? What would you say that what part has God played um, in terms of you figuring out that, um, just knowing how to navigate that passion as well as fulfill that purpose you know like you've your platform has been a, a massive um resource to people in terms of their healing and in terms of even just coming out um and just embracing the just the down the the lows so even before preachers started um your podcast was a podcast that i really tuned into and i feel like preachers can really relate to not really not not it's not that we don't care but not focusing so much on the the end goal but it's it's the the daily and how the process looks like and how do you pick yourself up again and when you're down so what would you say what how did god help you to maybe get to where you are now yeah so good question oh my gosh um i think one of the main roles that god's played is in reminding me of my why like ultimately being my why to be honest because if i think about it the year you know that i got the idea but i faced a lot of fear and i was very scared <laughs> and i was just like oh my gosh like i hadn't launched anything like a podcast i'd had a youtube channel i'd like done different things but i was like a podcast that's a new level at the time to me and so i had a lot of fear and when i look back and even just look at today the only thing that enables me ultimately to keep going is that God reminds me that it's not about me at the heart of it like I think oftentimes fear is actually um sometimes it's actually our ego if that makes sense so sometimes we're afraid because we're making the thing about us so I was making it about me like I was like oh what's everyone gonna think about me when I launch this thing what if people don't listen again it's about me 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 right and mm. and it's like are you doing this for you or are you doing this for me because if you're doing it for me you're going to have to put to the side your feelings. It's not to say you negate them. It's not to say deny them. They're still valid, right? But it's like, are you prepared to honour me and like what I've called you to do and trust me in that? Yeah. Literally trust the process. Trust me in that um, above what you're feeling. You know, my leak feels like I mentioned how I'm probably going to quote her throughout this interview, but she says something which is feelings, feelings aren't facts, basically. And for me, because I'm someone that can be very feelsy, like my emotions can feel very real. A lot of us can probably relate with that. Having God in my life and having that relationship with God has helped me to actually push past what I feel and pursue what I know. Do you get what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. yeah, I feel scared, but I know that God's called me to this, so I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I feel scared, but I know that there's people that need to be blessed by these stories, so I'm gonna do it. Do you get what I mean? And I think that, um, that conviction is what's kind of kept me going and I guess arguably yeah like got me 
to where I am today, not like, you know, I've arrived or anything, but got me to where, where I am today, that it's like, at the heart of it, it's, it's not about you. Like, you'll benefit from it, you'll be blessed by it as well. Um, but it's helped me keep my eyes focused on the actual purpose. So. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we just I'm just thinking about um just some of your story that you have um shared with us before already. Sorry, um you said that you were in marketing before. Yeah, so I'm in it currently. Yeah, currently. Um, and you know you were saying that in the past you'd wanted to be a clinical psychologist, mm -hmm. and how um the same thing with Sinead. It was oh I want to be a lawyer, and how God has just steered you into, um into the direction of the area that you are in currently and how so and how they link so well together mm -hmm. um, thinking i was just going to ask like from your marketing job um how does that then benefit you in in ttp like how does it how do you, are there any skills that you can transfer from there into this mm -hmm. definitely yeah yeah no definitely um it's interesting like i always say um God wastes nothing, you know, like mm -hmm. different things that we experience and different talents that we have and gifts that we have in one season, we might just use it in a way we didn't expect to use it, but, yeah. but it will benefit us, right? So I, I used to look at, don't get me wrong, by the way, I probably will change my career soon because <laughs> I'm just on the cuff of, I'm just on the cuff of, yeah, a change. Um, but I used to look at like marketing in my job and, and um, kind of be like, it was hard to kind of, understand how I'd got there when my original plan was clinical psychology, like I said, right? And then I began to realise from, to be honest, every, so many different elements from like how I designed the artwork to my approach with promoting um, the podcast, my approach with, okay, how do I promote that I'm going to be doing a newsletter? How am I going to do, how am I going to launch that? What kind of content am I going to create? The, the bulk of my job is uh content creation ultimately before, but for, for others right i've worked like brand side just working with one brand that was fashion and but then i've also worked in agency so you get a taste for like different brands and so i think one of the main things my marketing experience has taught me is how to communicate through content basically so how to communicate a message in a caption how to because you've only got you know 280 characters or whatever the case may be how to communicate a message with video because that client their brief might be we want video content so you then start thinking this is going to be an interview we're going to do like a solo video the case whatever the case might be but yeah definitely the creative element and actually the strategy if i think about it, it has helped um to be honest not just ttp even like my approach to like speaking and different things like that marketing is just so wide um yeah it really even those of us that don't work in it or anything that we all use it in some sort of way yeah. in today's age especially because we're all on social media building some sort of brand so yeah it's it has like i look back and i'm like okay it wasn't wasted like these years that i've been in this job have not been wasted i've definitely benefited from it um and if i change career i'm sure there'll be certain skills that i've picked up that yeah, I'll be able to carry into the next one as well. So that's just the way God works, isn't it? But yeah, don't always see it at the time. <laughs> Precisely, because sometimes you're like, oh, I'm in this position, but really I dream to be in X position, but you don't realize like the lessons and the blessings or the talents and the skills that you're acquiring now are only there, are there really to help you in your next level that you're going mm. to your next space that you're going to be in. Definitely. It's good. Mm. And, and when you're talking about um, how both your 
nine to five and you're in a sense I don't want I don't I don't like to call things side hustles anymore because I feel like people are you know the side hustle is no longer side hustles it's a main job in itself but that being said um from what I understand when you start like actually context when we started preach it sis um and even to this day we still have to manage sometimes when it comes up with our time with our full time and with you know other things that we're doing how did how do you do that like how what what ways do you you know manage your time efficiently so that you can still give what you your best to both girl y'all need to say a prayer for me because that's that's what i'm working (laughs) okay that's what like i'm I'm not up here to be fake so i'm gonna tell the real that's one thing i'm working on honestly um there, there are certain hacks that I will get into a bit, but then I'll, but first I'll probably talk about like the difficulties in that. Um, one thing that I've found is in a particular, how do I put it? In certain seasons where you maybe don't have so many external responsibilities, whether it's family or it's your job or whatever the case may be, it's obviously a lot easier for you to throw yourself into that thing and have tunnel vision and be like, right, I'm going to eat, sleep, breathe the podcast as the case may be. But over the last two years that I've um, launched the podcast, my seasons have changed a lot. I've moved. um, I've had pretty serious like sicknesses within the family that have required me to just have to change my role, my timetable, my everything. There's, there's been a lot of different things that have messed with my ideal of being productive. But some of the things that I found that have helped, one of the first things is actually just learning how to be a bit flexible and make the most of different positions that you're in. So an example is, I remember when I was working in my last job in London and I would be like, oh my gosh, I need to edit the podcast. But by the time you come back from work and then maybe you've done different things, it's late. So I would just utilize my lunch breaks. Literally, I'd bring I'd, when this phase, I used to bring my, my own, this MacBook to work. And I was like, well, I have a whole hour. I don't have to eat for the whole hour. Like no one actually really eats for the whole hour. No one eats that slow. I was like, let me take my food. And it, sometimes I'll sit on my desk and do it, you know, or go downstairs to the canteen, whatever. But the point is like, just making the most of those different pockets of time that you do have, because let's be honest, most of the time we do have enough time, right? But it's about how we prioritise the time. It's about how we approach it. And are you flexible enough to edit on the back of the train if you need to, if you need to be, as as opposed to being so set on like, no, I'll only edit if I'm in my bed and I'm comfortable and I'm, you know what I mean? Like just being able to kind of go with the flow. I think also for me, I'm, I'm a to-do list kind of person. So like, if I don't write it down, it's not happening for the most part. So I, not, not like they're sponsoring this episode or anything, but I love yeah. Evernote. Um, they will soon introduce the name. But um, yeah, I love Evernote. That's an app that I use. Also Trello. Um, they're just different apps that basically help you plan your day. So plan the different things you're going to do and also see what you have achieved. Um, but more recently, so I used to be the kind of person that would put like 10 things on my to-do list. And then at the end of the day, be disappointed and surprised that I didn't manage to achieve all of them. Because in my head, I can always do a lot more than what I can actually do. I think Guilty. I'm such a woman, but yeah, <laughs> all the time. And maybe it's a maybe it's an African mentality of overachieving. Who knows? <laughs> um, but I've had to realise that it was actually doing more damage than good. And so I've recently tried to strip back how much I try to achieve in a day and focus more on the quality of what, what I try to do in the day. So um, a friend of mine challenged me, it's hard, but challenged me to only write down three things that you need to do in the day and do those three things well. And what you find 
I know. I'm like, I've got 30 things. Yeah, three things. Mm-hmm. Like three, but three important things. So instead of one of the things being replied to that email, it will be a big thing. Like something that's actually going to make a huge difference. Um, and what you find is you get through those and then you have more momentum and energy to do the other things anyway. So yeah, full transparency is something I'm still learning. Uh, balance is something I love to talk to other people about because I think it's not easy to navigate, especially when your nine to five is demanding. Um, but if it means enough to you, you'll make it, you'll make it happen. You know what I mean? But I will say, even within that, it's super important to still practice self-care because I think a lot mm. of us will be so, uh, it's good. Like we're so driven, right? And we want to achieve so much. Like, didn't everyone tweet the other day, like Munya has 24 hours in the day. Like we said, Beyonce has the same 24 hours. We're like, let's get everything out of every single hour. Um, and sometimes at, at the expense of our health, you know, sometimes we burn out. I feel like yeah. this generation, we've experienced burnout probably more than our parents' generation yeah. did at this age. And I don't think that's something to probably be proud of. So I, I think it's, it is a balancing act. It's knowing how to work with your energy. And sometimes God is just like, rest you can do that tomorrow and also know how to rest you know because yeah you need that to recharge yeah um so just on the back of that um what would you so you're somebody that i see is quite entrepreneurial but you're somebody that's very much pro well-being and self-care and so uh what would you say to millennials listening to this um because you know a lot of us got a lot of ideas and that we want to do um and what would you say in terms of just yes you know push through your ideas you know figure them out implement them etc but um in terms of fleshing out the details or even how you approach it what would you say um how they can go about with just making sure they're not burning out so having enough desire to go after what you want and really build this this legacy and you know this dream that you want to do but also making sure that is not to your your detriment is not to your mental well-being um what would you say to that yeah it's a good question i think one of the first things that comes to mind is like do the work but know that you are not the work and you are not what you do and what i mean by that basically is I think oftentimes why we burn out, we don't realize this, but isn't because we're doing so much necessarily, but because we're attaching so much of our worth to what we're doing. Mm. So when we fail to do that thing, it's like whole world's over. Yeah, like you should just be like, oh, okay, I didn't achieve it, but now you're exhausted. Like you feel mentally drained. You don't, you know, it's just such a, it just rocks your world. and I think that, the, yeah, the danger of that is that, you know, that we're measuring like our worth by how much we're able to do. So it's like work hard, but know that like, whether you do that thing or you don't, you're still worthy. Like you're not worthy just because of how much you do. You're, you're worthy anyways. So do from that place, as opposed to doing from a place of, to discover my worth, if that makes sense. Do from the place of God loves me already, um, I'm gifted already, I'm chosen already, as opposed to doing things to prove those things. Because um, I think sometimes that happens. Um, on a practical level, have accountability. I know that word's like such a buzzword now, like especially in the Christian community, you know, accountability. Accountability partners. 
Yeah, yeah. Do you know, we kind of, yeah, we, we did that. <laughs> a little bit like modesty. But anyways, it's just like, it's hit on But anywho, ability and how that can help you is have some, like, we're all going to have some friends in our life who, you know, are going to be like, oh, you're tired, sis, don't worry, rest. And they're good to have. But equally, have those friends, you know, that are going to be like, look, you said you were going to do you said you wanted to launch the podcast so what are we doing what's going to be the first step like mm-hmm. um okay cool I'm gonna create my art you know you need a bit of both basically um and I think sometimes if, you know being surrounded with just one of either is dangerous if you have just someone mm-hmm. that's like get up work 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 you're gonna be exhausted similarly if you have someone patting you on the back constantly you're not gonna do very much so having people to be accountable to means that you can kind of spread some of that that pressure and what's going on in your mind and it helps you kind of work through different things because I think loads of us have many ideas like you said but it's what burns us out is that it feels very overwhelming sometimes like where do I begin with this um and a final tip really to help people not burn out look at what your relationship with rest is like um Ooh. I had to learn that's that a trick I- for me <laughs> sorry sis that's just good <laughs> it's just because it was <laughs> so, I used to like when I was growing up I loved sleep <laughs> I should really say that it's probably very gluttonous but I loved sleep um and I thought I was still that person and then I went through I had my own sort of probably severe case of burnout uh, I think two years ago and in that year I was like you don't know how to rest like you actually you, you don't know how to rest because when I had an opportunity whenever I would have an opportunity to chill I would just see it as free time to work on something you know oh my gosh I'm gonna send this I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that and I had to realize you don't actually have as healthy of a relationship with rest as you think you do and I had to tear apart like what does rest actually mean to me and what beliefs have I been associating with rest that aren't true so I had to unlearn some things so I had to unlearn the idea that if I rest I'm lazy right I had to unlearn the idea that uh, you know the whole like hustle mentality of work 24 7 I'll like I'll sleep when I'm dead kind of thing like I had to I had to be like no guys this is wrong why are we doing this <laughs> no no we, no like let's be healthy now um but it wasn't until I kind of confronted my own beliefs about rest that I could begin to do the work to actually embrace rest and also schedule rest like it might sound strange but sometimes you have to block it out in your calendar or you have to I have to say to myself that's why I love the whole self-care Sunday thing like sometimes it it will help you be like I'm not going to do work on this Sunday I'm not doing it I'm not going to do it otherwise I will do it um so Mm -hmm. yeah I think think those are probably the main things ultimately but like most things it's a process (laughs) sometimes you you'll get it and sometimes you won't so be patient the rest thing is is so like it, I'm just really bad at it and then, like I'm one of those people that when I sleep too much I wake up annoyed with myself for sleeping too much and it's like I go through my whole day just annoyed because I feel like I've missed out on an hour that could have been so productive yeah yeah I'm trying to be more intentional about it because I then find myself just burning out and then I just cut off everything which I also feel like is not entirely productive yeah. um yeah but it is a process and we go we gonna get there we will we will and you know recently i was writing about rest and, and i wrote that resting is trusting because mm-hmm. what i realized is 
it's, it's kind of like the story of Mary, it's not even kind of, it is the story of Mary and Martha, right? That, you know, one of them is running around, do, I, like, I would have been her, yeah? I would be like, Jesus is coming, let's get this house to span. Like, do we need to do this? Should we call the caterer? Does he like jollof rice or does he like fried rice? <laughs> I'd just be up and down and then there's you know Mary like at the feet of Jesus basically she's she's just trust like it's it takes trust actually for yeah. you to rest sometimes we're doing so much because we we lack the trust to believe that God can work on our behalf if that makes mm. sense um mm. and it's a, it's not about you carrying the weight of all the ideas that are in your mind or that God's given you to do it's about being a co-laborer with God in it you know it's about yeah. like saying God I'm gonna do my part and then I'm gonna sleep and while I sleep, I know you're going to cover everything. And when I wake up tomorrow, we go again. Because um, even God rested. So I beg, please. <laughs> you're not one machines, please. So, yeah. But that's why I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I agree. I think rest is really, really important. And I, we, we've said this a few times about lockdown and what it meant to different people um, in terms of rest. Um, because there was a pressure to be still busybody when you're actually in one place <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> um, in the of a pandemic, still like being everywhere in your house. Um, doing things. Um, yeah, I feel like our generation, like we just always want to be doing something and seem to be doing something as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's something that we definitely struggle with. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask you actually, oh, was? No, no. Oh, I was going to ask you, I know you mentioned previously about um, when you were talking about the transitional struggle about the um, some of the lows uh, that you have you know faced and how God has helped you through um, what what has been some of the highs um, that you have um, yeah that you've experienced so far oh gosh I, th- I think for me like one of the greatest highs has been in especially in the last not this year this year has been terrible <laughs> 2019 um, in 2019 specifically um, was honestly just speaking so much like was having the opportunity to speak uh to host um to interview people it might sound crazy but when i when i'm doing that i just feel so alive right and i think that year i experienced i was like wow this is what makes me come alive when i've sat down with someone and unpacked their whole story with them and i know that other people are going to get something from that story yeah. I'll go, I'll go to sleep full. Do you get what I'm saying? It's, it's like that thing that you can, obviously we all need money, but that thing that you can do and not be paid for, for a while, that, that's when I found that kind of joy. I was like, wow, I love it. I love hosting. I'm, I'm loving that God is opening these doors for me because it had been a prayer of mine, you know, and, and there was no, well, there was no like handbook as to how to make it as a host or, you know, how, how to get, make those doors open. Um, but I would just see, I just see God's hand on it and the way that he was making things possible. Um, so I think that was one. I think another one has just been just experiencing joy um, when I'm not supposed to, if that makes sense. So, so what, I'll, what I'll say is this. One of the things that's been a highlight for me, really, of my life is that in seasons where on paper, I should be absolutely broken or I shouldn't have joy. Like I shouldn't have joy. You're going through this and you're going through that. Like you shouldn't be able to access joy right now. God has this way of still just, just help me lean into it and bring it mm. to me in like different forms of friendships. It might be my relationship. It might be, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. It might be a conversation, like I said, but 
there's just a way that he like if don't worry one day i will probably sit down with oprah and tell my full life story but if i tell my full life story yeah it's like i shouldn't be as full of joy um as i am um given everything so yeah i'm honestly like my highlights have changed now my, my highlight is that i have joy <laughs> my highlight is that i have peace before it might have been when i got the dream job and whatever but it's now it's kind of more in the intangible things um so yeah yeah god's faithful like in spite of what you might be going through he's still faithful um what would you say to somebody that wants to just find joy in their season of difficulty and from what you said it sounds like certain factors also contributed to that so how do you um kind of establish that nurturing environment around you as well and kind of um stabilize you in the seasons like what advice what tips could you give yeah i think the first thing is know what makes you joyful so so find what actually brings you joy i think a lot of us don't fully know and so how can you how can you gravitate towards it how can you create an environment that looks like that how can you it's kind of like if you don't know um what you need in someone how are you ever going to find like the right kind of partner if that makes sense it's easier to find the right partner when you know so one of the ways you can do that is just through spending more time with yourself it sounds very isolating but it is the reality mm-hmm. um i think when i lived by myself in london i was able to chill with myself a lot i, I love solo traveling and I've, I've traveled a few times by myself and when i do that it's like it's so easy to know what brings me joy. It's like, oh my gosh, that sunrise just made me feel better. It's like, oh, I like sunrises. That They make me really, really happy. Or, wow, I woke up early this morning and I feel great. Oh, maybe maybe waking up early is actually something that gives you joy. So maybe we should work on how you can do that more often. Do you know what I mean? Or recently, my thing that sparks joy has been um, redecorating my room, you know, and creating um, a space where I can feel really, really, truly comfortable. So. I think understand like actually first of all what makes what brings you joy what what do you love what do you actually love doing um and then you can create that environment um I also think try to even I've just talked about solo travel and things like that um try to not spend too much time in your head be around people as well as much as you can (laughs) as much as it's safe within our current you know lockdown situation (laughs) but even if it's virtually you know no man is an island right we're not supposed to do this whole life thing by ourselves but what can sometimes happen when you are in a season where you're having different challenges um it can be very very easy for you to want to isolate yourself it's it can be quite automatic so i'm going through things so i don't have the energy for a phone call i don't you just feel like you don't have much to give to people but still still being open to those relationships um because you just you just never know the way that god can kind of move through your friends your you know like whoever you choose to relate with in that time can make such a difference and and keep you joyful and also help you put things into perspective uh sometimes you might feel like you're having the worst day ever and then you talk to your friend about it and you're like do you know i was overreacting i was overreacting wasn't i you know and and it's all good um yeah and then probably the last thing is is let god love you <laughs> like that sounds strange but like honestly like let god in um like i said sometimes when you're having those challenging seasons it can be really really easy for you to put up a wall trust like 
take it from me it's very very easy especially maybe if you're having a season where you feel like God's not answering your prayers about something but he's always there like he's always still loving on you he's always Mm -hmm. still inviting you if something's changed it's that we've moved it's not that God has right so it's like he's always there willing to give us those things but for us to access that joy we have to let him in and like let him love us so um yeah I think that's kind of probably been the top three things for me in this season anyways I love that and um also very useful for me <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm glad. I have a question um how do so most people they tend to see the end product and no one ever sees the background and the stuff that the energy and the time that people put into you know their brands and so on and so forth but how do you maintain um or establish excellence in your in your brand of TTP? Like, how do you maintain that? How do you keep the excellence alive and going in mm. your brand? Because everyone's like, oh my God, we love it, we love it. But no one sees what happens behind the doors. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, there's, there's different factors. I think the first thing is I just try and create what I would like to see. Um, so when, like, if I'm writing an article or a letter rather, um I know that someone's going to benefit from it so I just have to write it it's it's hard to explain actually now I'm trying to think about it it's like what do you do it's like I just do (laughs) but I'm trying to think like even from you know the concept of the podcast through to like the art through to just like the way I interview and things like that I just try and I try and do something that I can be proud of basically um don't get me wrong Sometimes you're going to, you might post something, you know, you might do a graphic or whatever. You might do some things that you're like, it's not my best, but it'll do. <laughs> like, let's all be real, right? Um, but overall, I just try and make sure that I can, I can be happy with what I've done, right? And that I've done it from a... I've done it from a place of, did I do this in the best way I could possibly do it? So, like, on a practical level, sometimes maybe I might think all right, there's a message that I want to share. God's speaking to me about something. And I might make, what the process will look like is I might put it in notes on my phone, right? So God might drop some kind of revelation. I put it in notes on my phone. It's just words. Then I think, cool, how am I going to actually communicate this to people? I might think, my next picture that I post of me, <laughs> I'll put it as a caption or something. And then, I'm like, and then I, could, I could stop there and that's okay if I do. But then sometimes I'll be like, how can I make this even more excellent like how what could I do to take this up a notch what will really pull me out of my comfort zone it's like let me try a thing where I just do the you know I speak the words instead and I put it over the picture written it's more work it's more effort but it's going to have more impact you know because I put more of that into it so I think sometimes it's like when I get to that place where my sweet spot of all that's going to be really good then don't settle there it's like let's make it even better do you know what I mean it's like what can we do to like yeah take it up and pull yourself out of your comfort zone and I think I think excellence comes outside of the comfort zone to be like it's never it's never going to be comfortable to be excellent to me um some people yeah we our gifts and things like that they come naturally to us right but I think the expression of excellence comes in that that requires more effort do you know what I mean God may have given you great gifts but for it for you to actually be excellent with that you need to do some work so um yeah yeah I think I just I just try and just try and take it up a notch also I think a big thing is who I watch who I listen to I try and stay inspired well I do I don't even try I just do stay inspired because I'm always listening to different things watching different things um interviews really really inspire me um different amazing hosts 
Um, the way that Oprah navigates questions has always, always inspired me. And so that kind of just weaved into how I do it. Um, so yeah, I think just try and stay inspired um, and challenge yourself to like take it up a notch. I, I remember um, somebody saying, I think it was in the work setting, but about stretching yourself, like it's a constant stretch. Um, and it won't be comfortable, but then you get to a point where even where you've been stretched to, you're comfortable with, so you have to keep stretching. Mm -hmm. keep. Um, so yeah, no, that's definitely spot on. Um, so I asked Shanae this question, and I'm quite intrigued to see your perspective on, on it as well, um, is what, what so you, you've talked about going a step further and putting in more effort when it comes to excellence. But when we talk about, um, be it Christian community or be it um, whatever space that God has called us into as Christians, what does excellence look like to you? Mm. As Christians? Mm. Ooh. I think as Christians, excellence looks like, excellence, looks like doing what God has called you to do um, and then not just settling on well I did what God has called me to do I think what tends to happen I'm not going to try and shade the Christian community because I'm a part of it but I think what tends to happen is uh, we just we say oh well I've done the fruit like I've done the good work but then we, we miss out the creative part. It's like, we don't try and take it up a notch. We don't, it's like, well, I've done the thing that God told me to do, so it's enough. Meanwhile, I'll come to parts in, you know, secular streams, whether it's movies, whether it's music, whatever the case may be, are still stretching themselves to be more creative with it. I think for me, I strongly believe like that we're called to be creative. We're creative in different ways, but we're called to be creative because our God, our God is literally called the creator. So how could, mm -hmm. if we're made in his image, how could we not, right? So I think for me, yeah, when I see excellence in like the Christian community, it's, it's where we have applied like a different level of creativity and sometimes that different level of creativity, not even sometimes, that different level of creativity comes from God ultimately. Like I think the goal is for people to look at us and be like, wow, a Christian made that, do you know what I mean? Or Christian design. Like, I don't know if you guys know, but um, like Fear of God, that, that label, um, it's a fashion label by Jerry Lorenzo, if I've got his name right. Like the, the way that he, his design process when he's creating his tracksuits and his suits and things like that, he puts it that like, he wants to give God his best basically. And, and he co-labors with God. So how could it not be great? Do you know what I mean? So I feel like if we, we kind of have that magic, this is not, not magic, but secret weapon to a certain extent. So Addition, like, additional sauce. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's like we've got like the extra hot pair of hair sauce. So it's like, let's, let's not forget that. Let's mm -hmm. add it. Let's not just leave, let's not just leave things based as if we don't have that. Um, but yeah, I, th I think the magic really is in the creativity, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love asking this question because I feel like there's so many spins in it that I'm, I'm hearing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think it's definitely coming out of the box that we mm. uh, draw out ourselves and um, embracing the 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 process and what we're doing with God and doing it co in co in co hand with God and not just thinking it's all on us to to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Oh, 
Thank you so much. How did you find awesome. today? How did you it find good. it? It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> How about you guys? Yeah. So many. I'm looking forward listening to it again and writing notes oh, yeah. that's what I was thinking I was like there's so many things that I need to be putting in my notes but it's like we ain't gonna do that right now <laughs> yeah let me just be present no no I enjoyed it it's been a while since um yeah since I've like answered questions versus interviewing people's but I just yeah I just always enjoy kind of yeah seeing what you guys are interested in and what, what you want to kind of take away from my journey so hopefully yeah your listeners will benefit from said as well um one big thing for me what you said from what you said was that um not thinking too much about um how something i need to create affects me but more about you know what the, the reason behind it got like the me is not god and so the me is not me is god you know yeah. that yeah and i had to do something today that I had to, to, to think the same way. So I was like, yeah. so God has definitely confirmed it for you today. <laughs> it's not easy. It's like, cause, cause all we see is us. Like, yeah, we, it's so easy to make it about us. And yeah, it's just super easy. But when you take, yeah, when you remove that, it's actually a lot easier to do things. Cause it's like, eh, I'm just doing it for God. So it's not, it's not about me. So I can do this now. Yeah. I wanted to ask, how has um, COVID been for you, by the way? Girl, COVID has been, oh gosh, y'all. <laughs> COVID has been a bit mad, but it has kind of been, this will sound really, really weird to say, but I'm just keeping it real. It's kind of been the least of my worries in a weird way, because um, I've just had other stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's been okay. I think the beginning of it was very strange for me. Like, you know, when things burst, like, like went into lockdown, yeah. we were all like, okay um I think that was really mad I think now I've kind of got into a rhythm I guess um and found my feet but yeah I mean one good thing to come out of COVID is I have way much more enjoyed working from home I will say that like I'm not in a rush to go back to the office personally um I don't know about you guys like have y'all have you guys working from home like do you work in the office um I work in a I'm a primary school teacher so I've been at school the whole time <laughs> basically shout out to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah been at school. okay how's it been like does it feel weird or are you like should I um, at first it was weird now you know it's like this is so normal um you just adjust mm. and actually, I kind of prefer just being in my own little bubble with my team mm. you know, any, any problems that are happening outside of our team it's not our business <laughs> so guys happy bubble we don't care negative energy far away it. you know, it's, it's actually it's actually nice I personally I've actually it's been a pleasant experience at school I can't lie That's good. yeah like I said initially it was all very weird and very scary and everyone's like we don't want to die we don't want to catch it Especially like kids yeah. carry it, but no. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's been a weird year, man. It's just been a lot of things. It's been very strange, but very yeah, weird. like we're all here. So that's what matters. Oh, <laughs> all yeah. I'm okay. How about you, Rosalind? How's, how's this whole period been for you? So I've, I've actually been working from home since like early March because my firm, they we saw it coming. We're like, right, we're all going to just start working from home. Um, but I just, I, it's been a big adjustment for me. I like being in the office, gotcha. um, just due to productivity reasons. Um, okay. So, yeah, I think for me that's been uh, the difficulty because you go for like two, two, three months. And it's like okay, we're going back now, and it's like 
went back and it's like oh the cases are rising so we're back home so I think it's just um we're probably going to go back in the office maybe 2021 or something like that so, so I think means just trying to accept that yeah. not yeah. going to change anytime soon um but so far so good and yeah. it's working so no complaints I hear you on the productivity thing though don't don't get me wrong but although it's more comfortable being at home it's definitely harder for me to get as much done as easily in my house yeah 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 and it's like even like so with my role at work it's easier when you have people around that can just kind of like spy on them and just say don't do this don't do that and it's like when everyone's working from home you don't know what people are doing and so it's just it's, it's a little bit tricky trying to have oversight of certain things but this has been a good time besides work in terms of God just slowing me down. And so that's the season that I'm trying to be more open about and just kind of take time and not always feel like I have to be like this, you know? So um, that, that part has been really good for me. Yeah, that's good. You know what else has been really good? You got engaged. Oh, <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I know I'm late again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't you know, threw me off when you're like when you so I think I saw you your your comment because a few of my friends were like so this is why you've been posting posting so awkwardly. <laughs> I, I didn't actually notice. So I was like, <laughs> I didn't notice it at all. Um, to me, commented when she said, "Oh, so that's why the handle's there." Like I wasn't watching your hand like that. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Congrats, That's Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still on cloud nine with that. Um, so just enjoying it as much as I can, and we'll see what COVID will let us do in 2021. Okay, well, that's that for this episode with our lovely guest Deborah Chosen thank you for looking into another episode I pray that you or we pray that you are encouraged we pray that you were able to take away some of the gems that Deborah dropped and you can apply it to your life as always don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Preach It Sis Pod um, Deborah, would you like to tell us where we can find you yeah so if you guys want to follow um i'm on instagram at deborah chosen and the podcast is also on instagram at trust in the process pod uh, you can also listen to the podcast on all streaming platforms that's your spotify your soundcloud your itunes um and yeah any details you want to know should be up there so that'd be great that's that's a round of applause for celebrating black christian excellence